And even if we could store up for ourselves a perfect utopia and have the perfect supply of water and food and everything, we know that all in the end cannot be a place we put our hopes. Your citizenship, brothers and sisters who trust in Christ in heaven, and your eternal destination is the lasting security of the new heaven and earth pictured here in Revelation. Following us from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with rock solid hope in Rim Country. May 26, 2019, Revelation 21, 21 to 27. About 2,000 people live on an isolated town that's located in an island in the Arctic Circle. And it's so far removed from humanity that there's actually more polar bears than there are people around. And this town, one of the furthest north in all the world with a substantial population, is one that is so isolated and cold that the sun doesn't even peak above the winter horizon until March. Cold, it's isolated. And it's what a lot of scientists and people and organizations deemed as a good, secure place and a site that they chose for storing a vault of seeds. This global seed vault, as many call it, is a place where they've dug into the hillside a shaft going 400 feet deep. And at the end of the shaft, they have this vault that stores a collection of nearly a million containers of seeds that come from nearly every country in the world. The idea is that if there's some sort of catastrophe, some sort of crisis or disease or global crisis and war, that even though the crops might be destroyed or somehow lost, that somehow they would still be able to have access to the seeds that were stored there. And sure enough, it, even if the temperatures drop, and it stays cold, the, the shaft, this vault will stay cold. And even if the rest of the seeds on the world disappear, their idea was that even if the power goes out, it will stay in the permafrost, the seeds below freezing temperatures and their sealed packages, good for decades and viable for use. You look at that and you, you see and wonder, so isolated. And even if someone wanted to break in, in that isolated location where there are very few people, scientists have to pass through four coated doors in order to deposit and to access the seeds. You might say it's a global insurance policy for many governments and organizations around the world. Why do they do it? Wasn't it the same reason why you stockpile food? Isn't it the same reason why the city of Payson has invested millions and used tens of millions in grants with the C.C. Cragen pipeline to bring more water than we use in the course of a year? For when times of crisis or when times might worsen, to have on hand the, the food, the water that you need to survive. We like that, don't we? We like a sense of security. To know that in the future you're still going to have the things that you need despite some of the terrible things that threaten to destroy. But as you consider all that, we know that real security doesn't come from ordinary things. 
I think Jesus rightly warned, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rodents come and destroy and break in and where thieves break in and steal. Nothing really lasts. Nothing is totally certain. But this morning we look at the closing portion of the book of Revelation and we see there is one thing that will be secure, which our God has secured for us. And it's there in Revelation 21. We get that vision and that picture of a real and lasting security no matter what comes. We see the Lamb of God lives to give me lasting security. You know, we've been looking through the book of Revelation now for the past five weeks, and we've seen how God has done many things to bring about security. Jesus, we saw at the beginning of the book, stands as the living Lamb of God, and he has secured the forgiveness of sins, and he lives to show it. He has conquered death and hell. And we saw how, despite the attacks of the devil in this world and the persecutions, we are safe and secure in his hand because we saw him holding the book of history. And if any enemy would come to threaten, we, we saw last week, he has trampled every enemy underfoot so that his victory remains secure. And now we jump forward to near the end of the book and we see just how certain that security and that peace is as we see a picture now that the devil and all his allies have been trampled underfoot and forever destroyed and put away, we see Jesus creating the new heaven and the new earth. And it's there that you only find peace and goodness and security. This picture of peace and security is not something we easily come by, is it? We understand at least we learn to understand that nothing lasts forever. Maybe we recognize that if we have an expensive car that we're going to park it and we're going to lock it no matter where we are. We keep our cars in garages and behind fences and gates and we just automatically lock the doors. And yes, some people will have and are fortunate enough to have homes that have serene views on mountaintops and to, to live in wonderful dwellings of architecture and yet What's often at the entrance to their community? Isn't it uh, a gate? A secure fence and a perimeter surrounding it and it latches shut because they know you still need security. And you and I, whether we live in a gated community or the ghetto, we have fences and gates and we lock our doors because we know thieves can break in and steal and someone can come or something can come along to ruin that security. It's the reason why we close that either it's a fancy iron gate or that rusty chain link fence. We know nothing is secure, never fully secure. It's the reason why we have pipelines and projects to store seeds and it's the reason we stockpile and the reason we have rate increases in our fees and services so that we can be secure. It's also the reason why we take out insurance policies because we expect there's not going to be a security. That's not something we're expected to, to have as a child. We have to learn that, don't we? Think about how children, they've, they've got, you've probably seen it, right? They've got that precious little toy dinosaur or their teddy bear or their doll. You've seen it. It's, it's devastating for them, isn't it? When, when they 
see their precious toy somehow damaged. And the most horrible thing in the world that they could ever imagine happens. Teddy bear has a tear. And it can't be mended. Or the plastic dinosaur has lost a leg. Broken. Or maybe their doll is lost and just can't be found. They're devastated. They start to learn for the first time, things don't last. And I found this happens quite often in in my home and more than once I've had to say the phrase, which I'm sure my children are familiar with, nothing lasts forever. Now that, that might sound heartless and cruel to say to a small child who's just lost their favorite toy, but they have to learn that, right? Nothing lasts forever. And we know nothing lasts forever. And even if we could store up for ourselves a perfect utopia and have the perfect supply of water and food and everything, we know that all in the end cannot be a place we put our hopes. Don't misunderstand me. It's not wrong to store up and to plan ahead. It's a good thing to prepare for the worst and to to have on hand good stores But if that becomes where our hope is found, we can lose out on the real vision of hope. After all, it doesn't matter how wealthy and how much gold or pearls or things you amass for yourselves, in the end, it's going to amount to nothing when you take your last breath. And it's going to one day be destroyed when this world ends. All of it is not secure. There's no insurance policy that can cover death and the curse of sin. We need something far more than an ordinary solution, don't we? That's why these words in Revelation chapter 21 are the comfort that we really need to know that we have something secure. As we look at these words of our God, we see essentially God's insurance policy for the whole world, bought and paid for by his Son. It's here in Revelation 21 that John sees a vision of the new heaven and the new earth and what God will create after this world is destroyed. And there we see God's solution for sin. He deals with even our own hearts, which would destroy and ruin anything God gives us. He deals with anyone who would seek to attack and destroy as he makes something altogether new. John looks and he sees that vision, and he describes it as the golden city of God. There he sees 12 pearly gates, in the new Jerusalem. And this new Jerusalem, which is laid with gold, is where the people of God are forever secure. Those 12 gates with the pearls are where you get that expression, the the pearly gates, maybe you've heard of that. The vision of heaven. To take that figuratively, it's a rich place where no one has taken away the riches. And John looks through one of those pearly gates and he sees the main street is of pure gold. And that gold is as smooth as glass. As John sees that, it's a gold which no one will come and take away. It's there. The riches of heaven are secure. As John looks, he sees this city has something very different about it. Unlike the cities he had been familiar with where there were houses of worship, he says, I looked and there was no temple. Inside God's eternal city, There's no place of worship where God's people need to gather. That's because the real security is not found in coming to gather around his word and his means of grace. No, it's found in coming to gather before God himself. Security is found as the people of God, you and I will meet with God himself in his city. 
The source of security will be God, the Lord Almighty himself. As John looks at this city, very different from the ones where we're familiar with, where people will tax and they'll, they'll increase fees and rates and they'll, they'll take our monies in a way that we, we fear. But no, not, not in this city. The kings of the earth and everyone will take their splendor and their wealth to the Lamb and to their God. Everything will be used for the goodness and praise of God in this city. There will be no selfishness. And in this city, John also sees something very different and unique. Not only do we have direct access to God because there's no temple, not only is God himself shining forever as our light, he says there's no shutting of the gates. Its gates are never shut. Can you imagine that? Never having to lock or close the gates. Back in John's time, entire cities would be walls to fend off defenders. Usually today we have gated communities and we lock the doors of our homes. Can you imagine that? You know, even in Payson, which is relatively safe, despite the recent shootings, you can feel that it's probably a good idea to lock your door at night. Could you imagine living in downtown Phoenix, where millions of people cross by your front door every day? Could you imagine leaving your door wide open, having no fear of any harm? That's what this new creation will be like. Heaven has no need of closing doors and gates because there is nobody to harm or destroy in the new creation. Everyone will be at perfect peace with God and with one another. God has dealt with the curse of sin and brought us back to life, and he has dealt with the sin in our hearts and made us new, so there is no more destruction, and there is no more hoarding or thieving or stealing, but only peace forever. The picture that John gives is one that's unimaginable today, but that's our security. John goes on to describe the city, and the reason why we never need to shut the gates is one, because God is light. In this world, those who do evil hate the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed, but in heaven there will be no sin. There will only be light and goodness in living with God. John goes on to describe this picture of perfect, serene, and lasting peace as he says, there will be no one in it who, as he describes him, who teaches falsely or who sets up idols. No one who deceives. No one who lies. There'll be no false worship. There'll be only God himself. There'll be no one misleading God's people away from the Lord, but only truth and worship of the Lord himself. You see, we have more dangers in this life than someone simply taking our possessions. They can take away our trust and our faith in our God and obfuscate his word. But not in this city. Forever there will be peace because we will be with God. He will be our light. We'll know truth in his word always. And sin will be removed. Could you imagine such a peace? Right now, we need to buy insurance policies. Right now, we need to be afraid of the effects and the curse of sin. And someone can cause us to lose everything. But no one can take away this security that is promised to be yours. Because this vision of heaven, this is yours. John says, who is there? No one is in it who is vile. No one is in it who does wrong. No one is in it who lies. But who? Who lives in this city? Those whose names were found 
written in the book of the life of the Lamb. God holds the record of who is a citizen in his kingdom. And this is probably the most comforting part, that you are not a part of this city because you paid some increased rate. You're not part of this city because you deserve it, because you've worked hard and have now your secure community that you live in, or because you made a payment to God to have access to this home. You are part of this city because the Lamb has bought you and paid for you. You who are baptized and believe have had your name written down in the book of life. And the Lamb holds that book. And he knows that you belong in this eternal city. Your citizenship, brothers and sisters who trust in Christ, in heaven. And your eternal destination is the lasting security of the new heaven and earth, pictured here in Revelation. Nothing lasts forever. The truth we all must learn. In fact, uh, that's something that they discovered about the global seed vault. Despite the measures of security and despite the location burrowed into the side of a mountain, they discovered this spring how it's not a perfect security. The water had started to leak in March when the first of the sun started to hit the land. And it formed ice dams which blocked that entrance shaft. Nothing lasts forever, except for what we have from the Lamb of God. Except for the promises of our God and His kingdom and the new creation. This will last. And this is yours. You hold it now. Your name is written down now. And it is your security forever. Because the Lamb of God lives. Give me you lasting security. Amen. Amen.